Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans? And welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is June 14th, 2023, and this is episode number 32, I believe. Episode 32, yes. Uh, you can find this show wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the First Listen Club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26 as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. Wow. Well, it is episode 32. Sorry about that little hiccup in the beginning. So I'm actually recording this right now. I'm in a hotel in Charlotte, North Carolina. I do not have my regular mic. Um, I do not have my really, really nice microphone and my other editing equipment. So I'm just using it straight off my laptop. So hopefully the audio um, projects my voice the best as possible. So just just uh, deal with me on that, please, the best you can. But man, 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 the Cardinals title of this podcast is the Cardinals get swept by the Giants. Um, You know, last episode I recorded was a live podcast during the Cincinnati Reds game. And I was like, hey, guys, just keep faith. Right. Like I, I did everything in my power that night to be optimistic if you listen to the show. And I was talking about how the Cardinals can still win this division and just talking about, you know, the positives that we've seen from this team. Um, but, but there's no more time for me to be necessarily optimistic. It's time to be pessimistic about this team. And the Cardinals just lose a, I don't even want to call it a heartbreaking loss because I wouldn't say any of these are heartbreaking at this point. It's kind of, we are now in the position with the Cardinals. It's, we expect them to lose, right? Like I expect them to lose on a nightly basis. I really do. And not only lose, but it's like, okay, how are they going to blow it today? And, of course, today, the Cardinals, when they got swept, they lost 8-5. to five. They gave up three runs in the extra innings in the 10th. You know, they had they had a, a Tommy Edmond Grand Slam. Um, it's about a three-hour drive for me to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was it was about my lunch break when the game started, so I started watching it. And Tommy Edmond, you know, he hits that Grand Slam. It's, it's a two-outs, two-strike count, bases loaded. It's like, oh, no, the Cardinals are going to strand these guys again. And Tommy Edmond comes up with a huge grand slam that this team needed, right? Like I couldn't have painted a better picture of a time when the Cardinals needed a grand slam than that. And that's what Tommy Edmond did. And next thing you know, I'm driving and I, you know, the Scott, the score was what five, two. And I look up and the Cardinals are losing eight to five. And I was like, this is absolutely absurd, man. How does this continue to happen? It's like, you just, you just hold your breath and wait for the Cardinals to blow it. And not only that, the attendance tonight, or excuse me, the attendance today for this Cardinals game, you know, was over 30,000 people, right? Like that is such a big number for a team that sits at 27 and 42, which leads me into the depressing state of the Cardinals for today. The Cardinals are 27 and 42, which is once again, not only best for worst record in the National League Central, but they now have the worst record in all of the National League with a 391 winning percentage. They are nine games back of first place, which is held by the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are 34 and 31. 
which is followed by the Brewers, who are at 500, who's been disappointing for the most part. And the Reds are only two and a half games back out of first place, but they are two games under 500. Um, so that's where the Cardinals are at. They are back to a minus 10 differential. They're two and eight in their last 10. They only won one game of their homestand. They've lost five in a row again, and they are now 15 games under 500, which is the worst they've been this entire season. So I think it's safe to say when the Cardinals, you know, early in this, or not even, you know, they had that two week stretch and where they were sweeping the Red Sox and they won a series against the Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken, it's safe to say that that was simply just, um, I don't know if the word's bluff, but that was certainly not the real Cardinals team. And I was able to catch a little bit of Nolan Arenado's press conference after the game, and he just straight up said, he said, you know, it's not it's not a bad stretch of baseball at this point. It's just we are playing bad baseball. Like you don't sit – you your record's not 27 and 42 as a team if you're not just playing bad baseball all year round. Like you can't have the worst record in the National League and just be playing a bad stretch of baseball, right? Like I put up a tweet and I said yesterday, and if you – one thing I'm actually, I don't want to say proud of myself because I wish he would have proved me wrong. But I put up a tweet and I said, you know, I mean, a while back when Mike Schilt got fired and it was, it was probably three, four weeks into the season this year, I said Mike Schilt's better than Ali Marmol. And I got a lot of hate for that, um, pushback for that. But it's the truth, man. And the, the St. Louis Cardinals team is in, in no direction right now going anywhere with Ali Marmol. It's 100. There is no 99% chance. It is a 100% chance or 100% um, my decision that I think he should be fired right now. Um, you know, I was thinking if he does not get fired right now, right, they're, they're 15 games under 500. Um, if he does not get fired right now during this, after this awful homestand, I truly believe he'll be there for the rest of the season because at what point are you going to say, okay, you know, we're, we're 24 games out of five, below 500. Now it feels like the right time. And the reason I think right now is the right time to fire Ali Marmol, and maybe this is me being somewhat optimistic, is I put out a tweet five minutes before I started recording this show, and I said, let's take a look here. I said, the fact that the Cardinals are 27-42 and 42 and still only nine games behind first place is actually hilarious. They're a new head coach and a solid month of baseball away from being back into the thick of things. Um, you know, and as crazy as it sounds talking about winning a division with the worst record in the national league, you know, the Cardinals are realistically a, a, you know, a good month of baseball away from being back in the thick of things, right? Like mo if, if the Cardinals were stuck in somewhere like the AL East, we would be talking about them selling at the deadline, right? Um, and maybe we will sell at the deadline, but you know, the Cardinals are in a position where they still have a chance to compete in the National League Central. And I'm honestly sick and tired of listening to, to Cardinals podcasts and radio shows, and they're trying to find the optimistic point because, let's face it, the Cardinals were a minus-130 betting favorite to win the National League Central, okay? The Cardinals aren't two to three games under 500. They're 15 games under 500 as a minus-130 betting favorite. You know, if you guys don't follow betting, I can't tell you how absurd – that is and how embarrassing that is like you cannot justify Ali Marmol's job any longer Mike Schilt when he was the manager went on what I can't was it a 17 game win streak I can't remember exactly what it was but 
you know, he went on a 17 game win streak and, and led the Cardinals to a playoff run. And he, hell, he was the, he was a manager of the year, right? And they fired him. And maybe it was because he was not a puppet, right? A puppet. And we, I talked about this last show. Maybe he wasn't just someone that's going to suck up to the front office. Right. And, and, you know, they said that Mike Sheldon, the Cardinals were in different directions as a front office. And, you know, maybe maybe it's the truth that the Cardinals actually want a puppet manager like Ali Marmol. Right. Like every time we get to the end of, you know, a game like today and he gets the press conference, he said today, you know, you know, sometimes when you get knocked down and punched, you got to punch back. That is that is one and a half months too late for that type of statement. Right. Like I am now at the point. And look, I am not saying that all of this is on Ali Marmol. It is not. A lot of this is on the front office. A lot of this is on the players, right? But like I've said over and over again in baseball, as a manager, if you are not getting the most out of your roster, right, that is your job. Your job is to get the most out of the roster that you have every day and a team that should be performing. And if you're not, then you got to go. What other, what, what is your, what is your job if that's not working, right? So, yeah, managers get too much credit when things are going good, and managers take too much crap when things aren't going good, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you have to perform, and I don't even know what it's going to take for the Cardinals fan base to to, to appreciate Ali Marmol, or I don't want to say appreciate, but accept him, right? And, um, look, maybe they would hire another puppet manager. Maybe they hire somebody that's not qualified like Ali Marmol. He's a young guy, right? Like, and I'm not saying that he he does not have baseball success. He does. But let's face it, he's not a guy like Terry Francona, right? He's, he's not a guy like that, um, that or, or uh, I'm blanking, uh, but the former Cubs coach. Anyway, you, you get what I'm saying. So the Cardinals are at a standstill with that. You know, something's got to give. You know, yeah, the management might look a little stupid from hiring Ali Marmol and, you know, getting rid, rid of him this quick, but it has something's got to change. You have to show the fan base that you are not, this is not the standard. And like I've said over and over again, this team is a team that has not went through this in a long time. I'm 25. I'm about to turn 26 next week, but there is not a single time I can recall in the last 10 to 15 years where it's been this bad. Right. So part of me is like, okay, you know, the Cardinals are due for a season like this. You know, they are due for a bad a bad performance like this or a bad season like this. But the other part of me is like, look, this is not a rebuilding team, a team that comes into the season with high aspirations, right, to win the NL Central, favorites to win the NL Central, to compete for the NL pennant, to try and win a World Series. This is not the standard, right? If you're you're the Cincinnati Reds, right, it's different. Or if you're, you know, if you're the Detroit Tigers or somebody who who knows they're going to be bad, it's it's whatever, right? You're, You're dealing with a rebuilding team, but the Cardinals aren't. So that leads me into who were some guys that the Cardinals should be willing to trade. And I was looking at the roster this morning, and I'm just going to throw some names out there that the Cardinals should be willing. I'm not saying they these this is not by any means saying, hey, you know, trade all these guys. But the Cardinals should be willing to get rid of these guys. I'm going to start with position players, and I didn't really touch on pitching too much, but um, here we go. Luke and Baker, Paul DeYoung. Brendan Donovan, um, Alec Burleson. I thought about Tom Yedman, but no. I think you got two utility guys in Brendan Donovan and Tom Yedman, 
All right, one utility guy is just fine, but two, I think, is too many, right? And I think Brendan Donovan is actually someone that a contending team would be willing to, to throw into a, a trade package with and, and get something in return. Oscar Mercado, Tyler O'Neill. That's that's an obvious one, okay? Um, also, some minor league names. i got to take a look. you got Kramer Robinson. At this point, I don't know what you're going to get in it with him. I think he is just a, 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 a you know, a triple A AAA roster spot. Um, but, you know, and there's some other guys on, on there that I'd be willing to talk about talk about trading in the minor league system. Now, what are you going to get out of that? I don't know, right? I've heard some people say, hey, trade Goldschmidt, trade R. Not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. The Cardinals, even if they do want to make some big trades this season, they're still going to be wanting to compete next year. The Cardinals aren't just a team that's going to go through a complete rebuild. They're just not. It's just not going to happen. I mean, at least not directly, right? Like the Cardinals are going to try and win. And with this division being so bad, nine games back, it's a chance of that happening. And I really think if you do, let's say a trade package, um, uh, Brendan Donovan, Tyler O'Neill, Kramer Robinson, Alec Burleson. I know that's a big haul, but let's say you can get a a promising, you know, ace type pitcher, and then maybe a solid three star, you know, three type, um, excuse me, a third guy in the rotation type pitcher. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know what the packages look like. I don't want to be a podcast that speculates on that, but I'm just giving names that the Cardinals have to be willing to, to give up on. And I think a lot of the fear in the Cardinals' minds is, you know, they, they got rid of a guy like, um, you know, uh, why am I blaming? Randy Rosarina, right? Like we saw how that worked out. It did not work out well, right? And you can't be hesitant on that happening again. And that could something like that happen again? Hopefully not. But it doesn't mean that you have to, completely change your ways and hang on to these guys for a long time. I mean, even a Dylan Carlson, I, I don't know. Um, but all I'm saying is the Cardinals right now, this is not working, right? When, when, when you're pitching well, you're not hitting well. When you're, you know, hitting well, you're not pitching well. Um, like Jordan Montgomery, him, he's a guy that we could get rid of. He threw a pretty decent outing today. He had a rough, you know, first inning. Um, Jack Flaherty, I, I, he's a free agent at the end of the season. I've said over and over again, I am okay with this team completely trying to flip half of the rotation on its face. Like, keep Miles Michaelis. Adam Wainwright's at the end, gone at the end of the year. If you get rid of Monty, you get rid of Flaherty, you are literally sitting with just Miles Michaelis at this point. Steven Matt's contract, that's a disaster. That That's going to go down as a bad contract. He did not do good today once again. Um, But – at that point, you were sitting with Miles Michaelis and really Matthew Libertor heading into the next season. And maybe he's a guy that you that you trade. Then you got Gordon Graceffo coming up. You got some other guys in the minor league system. But at the end of the day, I think that we are, I am now at the point with this team. I just want some activity, right? I have defended John Mosellock for a long time, more than most. But now I'm at the point we're 27 and 42. Something's got to give. It's not working. And um it's no longer time to be optimistic about this team because this is a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. Um, so anyway, that's all I got. The Cardinals have an off day tomorrow. Uh, kind of a brief podcast here today. Um, but I am uh, about to take a shower. It's been a long day. I'm going to go walk across the street. Looks like they got some, I think it's a Texas roadhouse over there. So I'm probably going to go get into that. And uh, Cardinals have an off day tomorrow. And then they will head to New York and they will play against the Mets Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And let's see who they play on Monday. If they might be off again, let's take a look. On Monday, they head to Washington. So, 
Uh, the Mets are, are a team, uh, they're 10 games behind, you know, 10 games under five, excuse me. They are 10 games back of the NL East lead, and uh, the Cardinals are also in that position. So one of these teams is going to have to um, to make some make up some ground this weekend. Anyway, that's all I got. I really hope this podcast audio turned out all right. I tested it beforehand. It seemed like it was doing okay. And uh, I really appreciate you guys for listening. And everyone have a fantastic Wednesday night and a good upcoming weekend. Go Redbirds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.